Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Rich Lee from St. Bonaventure University and from TAP Integrator Olean, and welcome to another one of our podcasts. Um, my guest today is Carol McNall, who is a self-described professor, attorney, and music lover. And you know, I'm going to ask Carol to wear um, all three of those hats at different points today when we talk about the um, Thursdays. Uh, jury decision on the Led Zeppelin uh, Stairway to Heaven case. But, Carol, um, thanks for taking time out of your day to join us today. Thanks for inviting me to be here. Okay. Um, I've had the, um, the privilege of sitting in on your, class, on your media law class where you, you know, devote a whole you know, class t- um, session each semester to the issue of you know, copyright issues in, in music. And aside from the fact that it's an entertaining um, topic to talk about, you know, why do you feel it's important to bring that into your class? I mean, what's the takeaway that you hope your students you know, leave that particular class with? The copyrights are one kind of what's described as intellectual property, which is kind of legal protection for things that are a little bit nebulous. You know, I I can write a book and have a legal protection for that. I can write a song and have a legal protection for that. And in recent years, copyrights have become one of the most valuable things a business might own. They've become a battleground, as with the Led Zeppelin suit, often a pretty publicized battleground so I, and and it's something that people run into when they're living online because people assume that everything online is free for use and i usually start out with students telling them assume the opposite everything online probably has an owner and you might be better off asking for permission so I kind of want to bring the the whole concept up to the top of their head because this is something they're going to be dealing with for the rest of their lives. Yeah, it's a good point because it's not just music. I know we often talk about you know using pictures, making sure you have the rights to them if you're putting them on a blog or a news site. But you know, you also mentioned that you know music copyright issues and I guess copyright issues in general can be kind of kind of nebulous. And um, in your class, I know you mentioned there's three or four criteria that have to be met in order for someone to successfully you know sue someone for a music copyright violation. Can you kind of take us through what those criteria are? Sure. Um, the term you're, you're going to hear and you heard in the Led Zeppelin was copyright infringement, which means using somebody's copyrighted material without permission and without falling into some legal exceptions. And what they would have had to prove in the Led Zeppelin case and what the plaintiff, the, the person suing, did not prove were three things. They got two of the three points. They didn't get the third. They had to prove they had a valid copyright in the song that they claim was stolen. They did okay with that one. They had to prove that there was access to that song. Um, in this case, it was sort of easy. The, the songwriter who was suing worked with the band Spirit, and Spirit had opened for Led Zeppelin on at least one tour for at least a portion of the dates so that they could say, we played this song during those dates, you could have heard it. Where Led Zeppelin won is you would also have to prove that there's substantial similarity between the original work and the work that's claimed to be infringing. And what the jury said was, no, we don't see substantial similarity 
particularly we don't see that you've taken anything that hasn't been used in hundreds of other songs. The argument from Led Zeppelin was this is a chord progression that can be found all over the place. It's not new to you. And the jury bought that argument. Yeah, and one of the interesting things, when I read that right before the jury reached this decision, I think they asked to hear both songs or both that particular segment of the song played on an acoustic guitar. And I think after that, it just took them 15 minutes or so to reach their verdict. And the the acoustic guitar point that you mentioned, if the plaintiff appeals, um, that's going to be probably one of the things that's brought into an appeal. You're running, in this case, and it's a lot different than a lot of typical rock music cases, um, a very fast history of copyright law, very short one, too. The last major rewrite of copyright law was 1976. Before that, we were dealing with a law that was written in 1909. Sound recordings weren't covered in the 1909 law. They were just getting started. Nobody thought about, oh, gee, we want to protect those. So both of the songs at issue, Stairway to Heaven was written in 1971. The song Taurus, which is the one that was claimed to have been infringed, was written in 68. The judge, because because it was coming in under the, the old law, the judge would not allow the jury to hear sound recordings of Spirit's Taurus and Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. I played them in class last spring. It's fairly startling when you hear those two pieces of those two songs and you're going, really? Led Zeppelin, did you indeed steal that? But what... The judge said you can hear acoustic versions, you can hear recordings made for this trial, but you can't hear the records that would have been released and purchased by music fans in the late 60s and into the 70s and into now for Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, and I think one of the comments I saw from Spirits or the attorney representing, I guess it's the estate of the um, you know, man who authored, you know, Taurus, was that, you know, he felt that uh, the Led Zeppelin, you know, won on a technicality, you know, and that might have to do with, you know, kind of what you're talking about, not being yeah. able to hear the original side by side. Yeah, I, I, uh, I find myself wondering if what the jury would have thought if he could have played those two sound recordings. And yet I get where the judge is coming from because at the time those songs were written, there was no copyright protection for sound recordings. They could have yeah. listened to that and gone, great chord progression, we like that one, and incorporated it in, and the law wouldn't have said, naughty, naughty. And an awful lot of music business people whose comments I've read would have said, everybody borrows. Come on, pay attention. Yeah, um, I, I've often I, heard it say, oh, go ahead. One point I'd throw in, Rich, because you'd mentioned it, and, and people may be going, um, wait, you're saying they're suing for the estate of the guy that wrote the song? Right. Um, the songwriter for the original song, Taurus, was a guy named Randy Wolf. Wolf died in 1997. And with copyright law, that isn't the end of the story. And it's probably worth throwing that one in because I think people trip over it sometimes. Copyright law, as it's currently written, 
gives protection for 70 years after the person's death. This is why the estate actually could legally try and sue for copyright infringement. They still have the right to protect those, the rights to that song. Yeah. Do you have any idea why it wasn't litigated sooner, um, or um, like why what it suddenly seeing, you know became a court case now? Yeah. Um, a pair of things. What I was seeing, <coughs> excuse me, um, in reading about the verdict, apparently Randy Wolf was always sort of of a two minds about whether he was going to sue or not. On the one hand, he had the feeling that he'd been ripped off. And on the other hand, it was like, well, it's Led Zeppelin, you know. Um, and he never really resolved that until, before he died. Immediately after he died, it probably looked like, well, yeah, this is 20 years after the after Taurus and almost 20 after Stairway to Heaven. And maybe it's too late. Um, what the trustee for his estate said changed that two years ago the the u.s supreme court said you could still file a copyright infringement case decades later if the infringement was still going on um there's a three-year statute of limitations three-year time limit from when the infringement happened to when you've got to get in into court stairway to heaven is still being performed still being sold copies are still being sold so that they could say, hey, there's still infringement going on. We're still timely. But, yeah, I think the, the Led Zeppelin defense attorneys were like, really? You're going to wait this long? Come on, people. Yeah. You made an interesting you know, observation um, about Randy Wolf that he was kind of, you know, on one hand, feeling like he got ripped off, but on the other hand, it was Led Zeppelin. And, you know, you've you know, followed a lot of these lawsuits and, and studied them, and I'm sure money is the big issue in most of them. But do people ever sue? I mean, is the primary motivation sometimes just because they're artists and they feel that their art has been ripped off? I think sometimes. Um, there's one, and when you were in my class, you heard this pair of songs, Coldplay's Viva La Vida and a song by Joe Satriani called If I Could Fly. Um Satriani sued after trying to get hold of Coldplay to say, excuse me. Um, and I think there, because the interview I'd heard with him, he got no answer, no response, nothing from Coldplay's representatives. And then he picked up the phone and called the lawyer. And it always had the feeling to me of if they could have talked about it, that thing would have never gone to a lawsuit. So, yeah, I think, and, and there's been at least a couple of these cases that have ended with songwriter getting credit on the second song. Um, the Rolling Stones did it with one of their songs because it sounded enough like a K.D. Lang song, and they were just ready to push the album out the door. And somebody said, hey, have you heard this, and doesn't this sound a whole lot like, and they went, oh, oh and gave her songwriter credit without her even having to ask. First and it was a similar case. It, the record. Yeah, involving Go Tom ahead. Petty, if I recall correct. It wasn't a Tom yeah. Petty song where, you know, it was kind of resolved somewhat amicably. Yeah, yeah, and that's not unusual for 
what's unusual about the Led Zeppelin case is a lot of these cases don't go to trial. This is a rarity in that it went all the way through a jury verdict. A lot of them get settled, either with a money settlement or a songwriter settlement or both. Yeah. Uh, let's just, you know, go back to the implications of the, um, you know, the decision. I know we talked about um, the attorney for the Wolf Estate, you know, being, you know, saying it was more or less a technicality. But some of the other comments I read from, um, I, I think there were, you know, attorneys who specialize in these issues said that it might set a precedent that really is going to benefit artists, that it's going to maybe not make it more difficult for people to sue, but, you know, maybe make them think think twice because of, you know, the way the decision came down on Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, it, it's – I'd seen some comments from intellectual property attorneys who were arguing this was kind of the antidote to a lawsuit filed about a year ago over the song Blurred Lines. Mm-hmm. The – Heirs of Marvin Gaye had sued, claiming Blurred Lines was a heavy ripoff of one of Marvin Gaye's songs. And to a lot of people's surprises, they won. And there there was seen to be sort of a spike in infringement suits after that one. This is seen to be the antidote to that a little bit. I'm not entirely sure I'm convinced, in part because of the old law, new law thing, if both... You know, if you get another case and both songs clearly fall under the new law so you can bring the sound recordings into court, that's going to make a difference that the Randy Wolf estate didn't have. That's the technicality that the lawyer is grumbling about. Um, it'll it'll be another thing that somebody weighs. If a songwriter comes in and says, I've been ripped off, here's what I'm talking about, going to be another thing that the lawyer is going to have to say okay there's this decision and what does that mean for the case that's sitting in front of me yeah you know in, in addition to led zeppelin I, we've touched on a number of other you know music copyright cases um and i'm sure there's going to be more to come are, are there any out there brewing that you're aware of there was one and and i admit to not having picked up on this so i can't do much more than mention the artist's name I'd run into the mention last night of it, of a suit against Justin Bieber, um, and I have not seen any details on that one. Um, the Blurred Lines one, there's been an appeal filed, so that one may not be totally decided yet. The, the Led Zeppelin one, he wasn't willing to say, no, we're not going to appeal. So that one may make another step before it's all settled. Okay. Yeah, I did see Justin Bieber's na- name mentioned as you know someone who who might benefit from this ruling. But I think, like you, uh, I'm not a big Justin Bieber fan, and so I'm not that familiar <laughs> with, with his songs. But you know, maybe we'll read about this case soon. Um, I think we're we're nearing the end of our time here. But we've been, you know, I really appreciate your comments and you know explaining, you know, the legal issues behind this. But let's um, maybe do something a little bit less technical on on a personal basis. Um, were you a big Led Zeppelin fan or Stairway to Heaven. Um, it's as you said, it's a song that's really held up over the years. You know, was it a particular favorite of yours? Or? Yeah, I, middle of the road on Led Zeppelin. You know, the the Zeppelin in the music collection here is more initially bought by my husband than by me. But it's not one that I clap my hands over my ears and run and go, no, I'm not listening. Um, and you know. 
nerd, music nerdy as it sounds, Stairway to Heaven it is, is a favorite. It's a gorgeous song. And it does hold up. You know, there's there's some 60s and early 70s stuff that if I hear it now, I'll do the, really? I thought that was good? Why? And Stairway to Heaven is not one of those songs. It, it, I hear it half the time I'm singing along, you know, especially if I'm in the car by myself with the radio, I'm singing along before the end of the song. Yeah, I have to. I think I'm kind of have the same sentiments. Where I, I think growing up when we did, you more or less had to be somewhat of a Led Zeppelin fan. The band was just so popular, and they were, you know, they were really, in some ways, the band that started, you know, the whole heavy metal um, scene. And I think when Stairway to Heaven came out, I remember hearing it for the first time, and it just kind of made you stop. Like this is really a different song, starting out so yeah. slow and then just building, you know, the way that it. It is, and um, I think one of the other ways you can tell like a song is really one of the best rock songs of all time is it's just impossible to cover. I don't think, you know, maybe a few people have tried, but it's not one that, you know, is nothing's going to really stand up to the original. So. I'll, I'll, I'll toss out one cover that comes awfully, awfully close, um, and it's YouTubeable for anybody who's going, really, where? Um, Hart did a cover of it for the Kennedy Center Honors when – Led Zeppelin got honored. It can be found on YouTube. It's such a good cover that the video flashes to Robert Plant. He's got tears rolling down his face. He's that impressed with their performance of the song. Otherwise, yeah, I would agree with you. That one's a tough one to cover, but having seen the heart version, it's not an impossible one to cover. Okay, yeah, thank you for reminding me that I did see that Kennedy Honors show. And I think Jason Bonham was playing the drums with, with Hart. Or I was, think he was. You know, yeah, and, you know, you're right. I completely forgot about that. You don't think of, you know, Robert Plant, you know, tearing up, but I do remember seeing him sitting in the balcony like that. So um, anyway, uh, let me thank you again for um, a kind of explaining some of the um, legal decision for us and for sharing your thoughts on music, which, you know, I'm a bit more comfortable talking about them than I am about legal issues. But um, uh, so once again, this is Rich Lee. You've been listening to a Tap Into Greater OEN podcast. Uh, my guest has been Carol McNall. I wanted to thank Carol. Thank everyone for listening. Uh, we normally do our podcast every Friday during the school year. We're on a somewhat slimmer schedule during the summer, so you know, follow us um, online at Tap Into Greater Olean um, or on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, when we have another podcast, we'll be sure to alert everyone. So once again, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.